Hello and welcome to CHN Radio, episode 51. We in here, Atlanta, Georgia. This is our second live episode, and by live, I mean there's one other person he, like that can hear us besides Elijah and myself, <laughs> and that's my wife. Um, <laughs> I'm your host, Greg Troxley. You can find me at NUSC underscore Greg. Elijah Newsom is sitting right next to me right now, and this is him. I just touched Greg's knee. <laughs> you can uh, find me at Elijah underscore Newsom if you're into Twitter. If you're not... Um, I have a 4chan as well. So. Oh. <laughs> so oh. I, I don't. I do not. Uh, but yeah, that, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, so you will hear unprompted noises, us drinking beer, and us talking about Newcastle. Essentially, Friday night. That's that's what this podcast is. This is a Friday night edition being recorded on Saturday morning. I was about to say, this is, <laughs> this is literally Saturday at 11 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that is more, it's probably more like Saturday morning. This is Saturdays in, uh, Saturdays in Athens. Yeah, that's Saturdays in Athens. Yeah. Gosh. Oh, the live pod from Athens. Yeah. Be insane. Oh, man. All right. When we do, all right, let's probably talk about things. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, you can follow us at chn underscore radio. Go to our main site at cominghomenewcastle.com. Um, check out our main account, too, at cominghomenufc. That's a lot to follow, but I expect you to follow it at all. Also, like and subscribe. We got a new feed. You may have noticed nothing changed on your end, but you'll see that our name may have changed to so just coming home Newcastle. Um, so just make sure like and subscribe and Fabian share all of the podcasts. Oh God, <laughs> share it, please. Oh. Uh, let us let us let us bless people more. Right? Is that did that work? Yeah, more blessings. Hashtag yeah. Drake. <laughs> Drake. Drake. All right, so let's get into it. Um, we have some club news to report. Then we'll talk about our match against Arsenal. So we'll start with some international news. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah. It's a, it a good few weeks. We we little break. Um, Almiron got a red card. Yeah, that was sick. Can you talk about that play? <laughs> uh, well, he got subbed on against his former manager, uh, Tata Martino, who is now coaching Mexico. And, by the way, just still looks amazing doing it. Um, <laughs> just came on and just... That's tough for me to hear yeah. due to my hatred of the Mexican national team. Yeah, I mean, he just like, physically looks good. Um, but Almiron just came up and kicked the dude in the back of the leg. And like studs up, <laughs> just studs up. Clearly a red. Just like seven minutes in after being subbed on, and uh, it prompted like it was immediate red. And uh, Miguel Ayun, uh, Ayun maybe Miguel Ayun, yeah, uh, for Mexican national team, uh, got in the face of some Paraguayan players. Um, it was it was all good and fun. And then out of all the people to apologize, Miguel Ayun <laughs> was the one who actually apologized on Twitter. Um, but yeah, Miguel got a red card. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it, it is a straight red, like yeah. like not yeah. even not even close, yeah. like definite red card. So it's not like unjust or anything. Yeah, but good thing he's not suspended for Newcastle. Yeah, It'll just be Paraguay. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's another game that he won't get hurt in international duty. So perfect. There's another guy, South American, who had a pretty good international break. Yes, Salomon Rondon. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's really good. So he he only played one match. He beat. 
Elijah is sipping from the side of a beer right now. All right. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I The way I said that, most people won't understand, but we're just going to leave it up to, yeah. to imagination. Yeah, they'll just imagine. Uh, so Rondon scored against Argentina, like, immediately. It was, like, the, I think it was the six-minute. Uh, yeah, in the six-minute, uh, it was, like, the play was beautiful. It was a beautiful ball, and Rondon did the Rondon thing, like, absolutely canned it into the net. Three uh, one win over Argentina. Yeah, shout out Yosef Martinez. Yeah, also and it, it was in Spain. Yeah, Yosef got a goal, uh, but he didn't play in the in the uh, the next match. They played Catalonia. Well, oh, that was interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, um, Mo Sangare got his debut for Liberia. Good for him. He played in both <laughs> matches. They lost and didn't qualify to the, um, the African Cup there. But DeAndre Yedlin, awesome for him. Yeah, he's he's captain, Captain America. DeAndre yeah. Yedlin. Right, honestly, deservingly so. Yeah, think about it. Like there was a lot of times uh, he was called up to the U.S. men's national team, being like the most capped player, and they would like make Will Trap the captain. Um, <laughs> and it's like, okay, I get it, but it was cool to get him, see him get the respect he deserved. He had a decent match. I mean, yeah, they played Chile and Chile, no joke. Uh, people forget they they beat they won the uh, Copa America. America. Yep. Centenario, actually. Yep. I had to make sure it was the right one. But yeah. they uh, So both goals in that game were scored in the first 10 minutes. Um, and But one interesting note for DeAndre, it was like obviously deserved he got the armband, but he played winger a lot. Yeah, that's... So yeah, I thought yeah. that was interesting. Yeah, that's... Uh, in this new American system with Greg Berhalter, uh, DeAndre Yellen's going to be playing a lot more as a winger, which doesn't make that much sense um, considering that uh, it's been tried. It's been tried, and Greg Berhalter mm-hmm. wants his wingers to be technically gifted. So he's <laughs> decided to play Christian Pulisic at the 10 and DeAndre Yedlin as a winger. So uh, it, it's yeah. we're, we're going to figure it out, but um, <laughs> maybe DeAndre becomes a better crosser. Uh, yeah. The positives. Maybe, yeah. Uh, next thing is Fabian Cher. Uh, I don't know. I hope everyone heard about this, but he literally got knocked unconscious in a match. And, like, to where the, the teammates were trying to find his tongue so that he could breathe. And was allowed to continue playing. And then won man of the match. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, like, the the person that contributed to both goals. Like, he is the one that connected each goal. Like, I don't know. Like, concussion protocol is non-existent in Europe. We knew, we know this. Yeah. But, holy crap. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I think the thing that makes me mad is that, like, there was uh, some journalists, we're not going to name them, uh, who <laughs> tried to poach me, actually, to their site, who retweeted an article that one of their associates wrote about the concussion issue in American football in England. And I was like, dude, you cannot tweet this article in just, like, after what happened to Fabian. Yeah. Like, as a Newcastle fan, you really, you can't. Yeah. You just can't retweet this article. Like, there's an issue. Maybe we'll write about it. Maybe we won't. Yeah. It's 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 the blog. Yep. It's a blog life. Um, blog boys. <laughs> um, Freddie Woman didn't play at all. He was unused in both matches. Oisin McKenty, Ireland U19s. He played, started and played in three matches. They played a Wednesday, Saturday, and a Tuesday. Hmm. Started and played 90 minutes in all of them. They won. It's a U19 Euro qualifiers. They won 5-0, 3-1, and 2-0. Um, Christian Atsu put, like, was man of the match for Ghana. Played Kenya, they beat them. They won one nothing, and then they didn't have any other match, so they just played on Saturday. And then Atsu came back to Newcastle immediately, following to train with Rafa and and the and the 
the, the players that weren't called up. So that's going to be interesting. I'll have a note on that later. Dubrovka, he started and played in both matches. They beat Hungary in the Euro qualifiers and lost to Wales. And Paul Dummett uh, only played the match against the friendly against Trinidad. Um, played 61 minutes. And Sorensen, last one, Elias Sorensen. He started, but nothing came of it. They lost to Romania, won nothing in Spain. Um, so that is all of the... That's anything notable outside of that? I'll say this because I, I was looking up to see if Fabian Shear was eligible for one day's match. He's not. Because I thought I read something that said he might be, but I, maybe I'm skied. Um, yeah. But I came across a, uh, a little-known transfer rumor that flew under the radar that we didn't talk about. Um, linked to Arsenal and Tottenham. Fabian Shear. Really? Both, both interested in signing him. I'm not... I'm not surprised at all. Oh, yeah. No, not surprised at all. But it would be sad to see him go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, him or Rondon or... Yeah, you know. Like, Rondon's linked. We, we were talking about that yeah. pre-record. Yeah, <laughs> but, pre-record. Rondon's linked to West Ham. So yeah. There you go. But, yeah, but yeah, let's move on. Um, we're going to China. Uh, not not this podcast. Yeah, that But was, oh, the geez. team is going to China. Um, so, it's... it's uh, oh, man, what's the... What's the cup called? Uh, uh, like, the Premier League Asia Trophy. Yeah. And, yes. uh, sorry, we, we tried to stumble through that. It's Man City, West Ham, and Wolves are joining Newcastle. They're playing at the Nanjing Olympic Sports Center. Uh, starting on July 17th in Shanghai. Um, so it's it's a summer tournament. They're doing it before the season starts, obviously. Uh, you know, you'll play each team. And then there's a third or fourth place finish and then a winner. Yeah. And loser. And uh, I guess the the big thing is that people assumed. I mean, partially because one of the Chronicles tweets made it seem like uh, it's it's like that that Rafa made this trip happen. But uh, they basically tweeted like Rafa sanctioned this trip to China, which everyone now has tweeted Rafa has was the creator of this Chinese Premier League trip. When in fact, the actual quotes in the article say, um, "I would not have preferred to go to China, but as long as you know." As long as we make the right preparations, I have no issue with it. So that's just the thing to just be wary of. Uh, we're going to China. Rafa doesn't seem that upset about it. Um, I wonder if any of the, the match we broadcast. That's my my big question. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm I'm all for trips. I we talked about it before that I would prefer them to go to the U.S. I'm selfish also, so. Well, we <laughs> so there's that. We got the old gold <clears throat> cup going on. Yep, yep. So. But that's that's when we discovered that it's probably not ideal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next thing, let's talk about Isaac Perez. Oh, this guy. He's yes. just full of full of content. So he had yeah. one good week, and he's just he, like he just, had a really <laughs> really good game, and like he's interviewed like daily. Now. Yeah, he's just like everyone wants to talk to him. So he has six goals in thirty Premier League matches this season. Twenty five years old. He's from Spain. Uh, and Iose was just quoted in an interview saying this. He said, I believe in career cycles, and when one is close to ending, you start to plan things. It's the moment for a change, and probably this is that moment. Going back to your country and playing for a big team and being able to enjoy playing La Liga would be a good thing for my career. Um, he and Then he went on to say, my idea is to return to Spanish football. I want to play for a big club in La Liga. That would be great for my career. So... Basically, he also admitted like it was very difficult for him to adjust to the life in England and to playing in England because it is different. Um, but your thoughts on Jose saying that he's going to leave Newcastle pretty much? 
I mean, fine. I, there's a lot of people who are just like the the Iose backers. Uh, very like, oh, he's people won't realize the impact that he has when he's gone. I'm like, I mean, I don't realize the impact he has when he's there. So I don't really. Yeah, only, only certain times. Right? Yeah, so it's like yes, and I tweeted this out from our CA, like the Camino Newcastle account. Like yes, he he was a clutch player for us, but. At the end of the day, like, I'm not going to be disappointed to see him leave. Sure. I mean, I wish him the best in the future. I do think his play style will suit better for La Liga. Will a big team come in for him? I don't know. How much will he be worth? Maybe 15 million uh, euros. I don't even think pounds. That's my guess. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, like, right in that. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be right in that, like, number. I think, I think. Uh, well, we've always said, too, we think Perez would be a really good use as a super sub. Yeah. So, like, you mentioned in Slack, like, Valencia being used as a sub. Valencia could, or Villarreal, one of those. Yeah, that could be that could be a good, like, shout for him. Um, I think Villarreal, because they're always in that top four discussion. Um, they usually have a pretty good team, but they never have the depth to compete in Europe. So, they'll, they'll make, you know, they'll make the Champions League every so often. They'll make, they'll make uh, the Europa League, and they, they'll go... You know they'll go decently far, but they will never they'll never get to the levels of any other other Spanish clubs like Atletico or, or Real because they simply don't have the depth to, and they don't have difference makers they can bring off the bench. Um, so I think you know that could be some a, a place I could see him going via Real. Um, I don't really see him going to Atletico or or uh, or um, or Real or Barca. I mean, you know, so I, Atletico may not be a bad idea just considering the fact that like they don't really have. A lot of out-and-out strikers, and they'll now have a lot of money to spend because they just sold a guy for eighty million euros. So, yeah, I, I think in a, for a La Liga side that he starts in, I'm thinking like Celta de Vigo. I'm thinking Ibar. I'm thinking like if they get promoted, uh, Deportivo La Coruña. Where yeah. was it? Share that was there. Yeah. Share it La Coruña. Maybe. Yeah, uh, Florian Lejeune came from Ibar. I know yeah, that. but also one that I. I just checked where he was from. He's from Tenerife. It's oh, like the duh. most beautiful place yeah. in the world. Jeez. So, like gorgeous. <laughs> and, uh, but they're not in La Liga. So I think um, Real Batis would be... Yeah. Actually, Batiste. I think he could actually make an impact. Like, they're very fast playing style. Like, Are they one of the clubs where you have to sign players from a certain region? No, no, no. Okay. That's only uh, Bilbao. Okay. Uh, Bilbao and uh, Sociedad. Okay. But, yeah, but, yeah, Maybe. Um, I, but part of, I see what he's saying as well, though, because part of the reason is that, like, if you're playing in Spain and you're doing well in La Liga, there is a little bit of bias towards, like, no matter how good you are, you know, if you're doing well for a particular team, like, say he goes to, to Real Batiste and they're, like, a mid-table team, but he's scoring 25 goals, like, he's going to get a look at, uh, at, at, at you know, potentially getting a cap for the Spain national team, for the Spanish national team. Well, while at Newcastle, if he's playing subpar for a team that's arguably better, he's still not going to get that look from Spain. So I think for yeah. him in his career, per se, and I'm using air quotes, it yeah, sure, it makes sense. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the funny thing. One okay. last thing before we move on to, to Arsenal. Yeah. Is X-Factor contestant, was it Wagner? Yeah, this guy was on X-Factor in the <laughs> UK. His name's Wagner. He's got like 20K followers, and he does these things like custom videos. And I guess someone paid him like nine ninety nine to do a custom video about uh, Sutherland fans, and he said uh, he called them like cheese curd eating Mackums that are inbreds or something like that. Like, and so cheese that was cheese, your cheese cheese, he toured your cheesy trips, you inbred Mackums, and uh, and 
that was hilarious. So, um, um, but yeah, but I think the, the bigger story is that the Checker Trade Trophy final is coming up. <laughs> um, I know we were all super excited for this game at Wembley. I think maybe 10,000 people might attend. I, I hope they win it every year. Yeah, jeez. Because that means they're in League One or League Two. <laughs> yeah, so if, you're, if you've been living underneath a rock, a Checker Trade Trophy is the, the trophy that is only relevant to Newcastle fans because there uh, are U21s playing it yeah. and uh, played against Sunderland, yeah. held their own for a, a bit of the match, and then eventually lost. But uh, Sunderland fans actually started a petition, and this kind of went around <laughs> on Twitter, to make the winner of the Czech Trade Trophy. Uh, play in Europe. Play in Europe, which... Could you imagine, like, <sighs> gosh, like... Macclesfield Town wins Czech Trade Trophy, plays Barcelona <laughs> in the group like, stage of the Champions League. I, I, just, I don't... I don't know why. That, like, okay, it's, yeah, they're it, they really are in a world of their own. Yeah, like I mean, that is so funny to me. Hey, shout out to Roper Report. Yeah. They were trying to tweet about Newcastle fans, and I didn't even have the energy to tweet back at them. Like, literally, your fans have had a petition for check they, the trophy. The uh, Roper Report. They they were somebody somebody clipped. They saved. They took pictures of two tweets. One of the tweets said like it was both from Roper Report. One said. Uh, that playing in the Checker Trade Trophy has really been a burden at this point. And then the tweet from yesterday, like, this is a moment for your family. Like, they're like basically talking about how important this match is for the club and their history and everything. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I love that we're, like, that people are, like, like calling them out. It's it's awesome. It's, yeah. This is hilarious. This is what happens when you have, like, multiple guys running your social media yeah. account. Like, you got one guy who's super, like... Yeah. Passionate, emotional, and then you got rational people. Yeah, and you have a bunch of really random tweets, and it bites you in the butt. Yeah, but yeah, let's get an Arsenal. Arsenal. Um. So yeah, so we're playing Arsenal on Monday. It's away. Um. Honestly, there this could be an interesting one, and, and we're going to talk about it now. So um, we'll do your lineup predictions. I'll go over some injuries right now. So yeah, uh, let's let's go over some injuries. Uh, Lucas, you, I can do the Arsenal one. Do you want to do the Arsenal one? Do you want to? What? Oh, injuries? Yeah. Oh, if you have them, yeah. I have some. I mean, I don't know if this is all of them, but Danny Welbeck, he's been done for a while. Yep. He broke his ankle a while ago. Hector Bellerin, uh, wow. he's, been, he's been done. He's got a crucial ligament injury. I don't know what it is, actually. Maybe, maybe it's I, an ACL. I'm not sure. But he's going to be out for a long time. Rob Holding's been done for a bit. And then Steven Lichtensteiner, day-to-day. Do you have anyone else? Uh, Lucas Torreira. Is he suspended? Oh, didn't even red card. Oh, um, Nacho Monreal. He's also he's going to be assessed. Um, Unai Emery, uh, I don't think is going to play him. That's what people have been saying at least, because mm-hmm. the they also are about to play Napoli in the Europa League. Yeah. So it's like if you have a guy almost in fitness, and he's one of my wife is saying hi, like AKA talking. So okay. if you hear that, I'm not editing it out. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so if you have a guy who's a quality player, almost in fitness, I think you would rather just rest him for the more important match. I don't think Newcastle at home is as important as Napoli. Um, just my opinion. Uh, but, um, it, yeah, Rob, Danny, and Hector are all out. So, yeah. Uh, Newcastle side, he's suspended. Uh, Fabian Chair. Yes, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> Lascelles, do you know if Lascelles is going to play? Well, Lascelles said, like he said, he, like I, I think I want to say it was either it might have been Keith Downey tweeted that he talked to Lascelles, 
and someone asked him about the status of Cher, and and LaSalle said, I'll be good. Like, I'll be good. <laughs> like, like, uh, but yeah, so I think LaSalle will actually be fit. Um, he's been talking like he's been fit. Um, he's had a week to train and kind of rehab and take things slowly. So I think LaSalle is going to be fit. Okay. Well, yeah, and, and some of the watch there is Dummett or the we haven't seen Kieran Clark. In a while, so Karen Clark is still be, listed as day to day. Yeah, is what I'm hearing. Okay, um, so we'll see. All right, so how are we lining up then? Uh, I think it's going to be a three in the back. Um, I I do think you brought up a good point about training, though. Uh, you have a lot of guys coming back from international break. I mean, you have a lot of guys who had probably really good training sessions with Rafinha, so it'd be interesting to see if that influences his match, uh, his match selection. Um, but I think we're going to go back three of LaSalle's. Fernandez. Fernandez, probably. Maybe Dummett. Over Lejeune? Oh, I totally forgot Lejeune existed. So, yeah, <laughs> we have We have legit back three depth. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll amazing. go Lejeune. Um, and, I mean, I think the, obviously, the most mm-hmm. obvious uh, substitution you could probably make in the back three would be Dummett for LaSalle's just because... LaSalle says he's fine, but yeah, who knows? It's Jamal LaSalle. He also said he was fine earlier in the season uh, when he was vis- visibly playing with an injury and visibly could not like run, and he was like, I'm fine. Um, but yeah, you got that, and then I think our wingbacks are probably going to be Richie and Yedlin, uh, and then that midfield duo. That should be something that's going to be interesting. Um, I'm still not sure it's going to be. Uh, I think I'd like to see Shelby and Hayden, but um, you know, we never know. I think you can see a Diame and Hayden thing to mess with Arsenal's uh, midfield um, as well. But I think in this match, I'd like to see uh, Shelby and Hayden. Rondon up top, Almiron and Perez um, doing their thing. So I think that's going to be our lineup. Um, I, I, I would be surprised if Arsenal has a little bit of rotation in their lineup. As you said, they are playing Napoli. Um, they do care about winning trophies. And they do care about eventually getting back to the Champions League. And... Um, Still, the most likely opportunity for them to get back to the Champions League is to win the Europa League. So, um, I think they're going to rotate their side a little bit. I don't think it's going to be as drastic as um, other teams, but I think it'll be a little bit of rotation. Yeah. Uh, One thing to note, and I said I was going to come back to this, is Christian Atsu, I think, is going to start in this game. And so, he had a man-of-the-match performance for Ghana, and he also was a big influencer in his last appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think him coming back early to train, to work a little bit more and get, get more time with Rafa, I I think we're going to see some surprise. Because Rafa always does this. When he takes two weeks off, he has some – he changes things up. He does. He always does it. So I, I'm calling a Christian Asu start for this. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. Because he's actually been playing well. And I, don't, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a formation change as well. I mean, yeah. four, two, three, one. I wouldn't be surprised if that's back in the cards as well. So we'll see. We'll see. So if you don't know anything about Arsenal, what are who are the players that we should say that we should watch out well, for? Well, there's Abumiang and Lacazette. Who? Uh, it's plural, by the way. Players. Yeah. Uh, which those are the obvious two. Um, I think as we've seen the season go on, we've seen that duo become more and more deadly. Yeah. Um, with Abumiang kind of playing more out out wide and Lacazette being the more actual central striker. Um, 
you got Socrates as well in the middle. Uh, they obviously have Leno, Saka, Chaka. Um, Otsil is always someone to wa watch out for. Um, I think he's another guy who he's, he's like he's like Arsenal's version of Isaac Perez. Yeah, except for like if he was at Newcastle, he, he would, would start. Yeah, he yeah, would yeah. start every <laughs> match, and he'd be really good. I, it's Otsil's one of those guys where you never know if he's going to have a really good game, but he's still going to have an impact. But I, but obviously the big two to watch out for are going to be. Uh, Lacazette and Bobby Yeah, they're going to give. It's going to be a big test for the back line, and I don't really think that, that our back line is going to be that scared by them, considering you know we've come up against the likes of like Man City's back line and held their own as well. Um, Man City's front three and held their own. So um, I think those two are going to be the ones to watch out for. And I'm, if I'm if my memory serves me correct, they uh, I want to say maybe a Bumbang scored the last time we played Arsenal. Oh yeah, we didn't do that, did we? Yeah, I'll, I'll pull that up. Yeah, Keep but going. I think Aubameyang or Lacazette, one of them scored the last time. Um, but in terms of match play, um, I would imagine Newcastle are going to sit back for at least the first 25, 30 minutes, give it a go in the last 15 minutes of the, of the first half, first 15 minutes of the second half. Um, and maybe even give it a go in the first 5, 10 minutes of the first half just to test Arsenal, see if they can establish uh, a, a, you know, kind of their own rhythm um, against Arsenal. I wouldn't expect Newcastle to see a lot of the ball, especially with the way Unai Emery plays. Um, and likes to play. Um, but yeah, I, I think Newcastle will hold their own. I think uh, you'll be seeing a lot of counterattacking football, mainly led by Iose and Almiron and Rondon um, working their butts off. So uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The, the previous match, we lost 2-1. to one, uh, Kieran Clark with the goal. Oh, um, <laughs> interesting. And uh, But Ozil and Zaka scored for Arsenal. That's actually interesting. Yeah. So... Um, Shaka came on as a sub and scored, yeah. I remembered. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah, It because it, they went up 2-0, we scored late, and then mm -hmm. couldn't, couldn't get the finish. But, yeah, so I see, I see a couple things. So, it, it's an interesting game because both teams were in great form. Like, Arsenal's only one point out of Champions League place. Yeah, they are. And, yeah. and Spurs are the the team in that place. So they're going to be motivated to win because, you know, they want to obviously always beat Spurs in True. everything In everything. So this is, this is important to that effect. But at the same time, like you mentioned, there's going to be rotation due to a big Europa league match coming up. So there's a lot on the line in both matches. Um, I, you know, and Rafa likes to switch things up. So it's like really hard to predict. Yeah. Also, I would um, like to say a player that's, kind of been surprising, I'd say, for Arsenal this season in the terms of, like, I think that this player's been more consistent and kind of the player that Arsenal thought they were getting when they signed him. Hedrick Mkhitaryan has oh, had yeah. a very good season, and I think that um, how Newcastle kind of set themselves up in terms of a midfield is going to also determine how well Arsenal plays. I mean, if Newcastle want to go the physical, let's let's rough them up, I think that Mkhitaryan's not going to have his best match. But if Newcastle kind of want to go on the attacking foot and put out a guy like Shelby, um, then I think Mkhitaryan's going to have a lot of space to work with. So, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. No, definitely definitely in on that. Um, let's go into some stats. Uh, Arsenal are unbeaten in their last five. Newcastle, what's it been? One, one seven. We've won in our last six. We've won five. No. What is it? One loss in our last six. That's yes, what it is. that's what it is. I'm trying to think. I was like, wait. So, it's, yeah. It's, we numbers win numbers five. Are, if we had won yeah. five, we'd be like in, <laughs> in like a ninth. They've won. Arsenal's won five. We have one win. Yeah. Our one. Oh, my gosh. One loss in our last six. So, we've. This is. That's really good form for Newcastle breaking news. 
Um, so, but it's, you know, I think we're going to bunker and that's just my thought because that's what happens when we play on the road against Arsenal. But, um, I don't really have any other stats. Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, what are you, what's your prediction, your score prediction? So I, I don't think, I, I, I'm, a, I'm more pessimistic here, but I think we, we lose. I think we lose 2-0. Oh, I'm more optimistic. Okay. I say we lose 2-1. All right, Christy, my wife, will Newcastle, who's currently sitting in 14? No, we're 13? 13. 13. Maybe 12th, dude. We, we're prepared for this podcast. Yeah, this is... Um, we're in 13th. We're in 13th. Arsenal's in 5th. We're playing at Arsenal. Do Newcastle United win this game? No. It's a, it's a swift no. So Newcastle will be winning. Yeah, that's true. And just quick... Uh, quick Fact correction so we don't get sued for falsifying information. Arsenal are one point behind Man United and Tottenham. They have a higher chance of jumping Man United, I think. On goal difference? Well, they, they have a game in hand okay. on Man United. Uh, that's the other thing. We have a game in hand on Bournemouth as well. Um, yeah. So, whatever happens. Um, happen. Yeah. And actually, let me check. Uh, like I said, we're really not prepared for this podcast. But 538... What their projections are right now, I'm pulling that up, and it will just take a little while. So, uh, welcome to Elijah's TED Talk. All right, so my TED Talk is going to be about the live form, <laughs> oh which my. has Arsenal in fifth and Newcastle in 13th. What, what does this tell me, actually? I love the live form. <laughs> the live form, but anyway. Well, it's, it's, oh, is that the form table, the last five a, matches? That's the last five matches. Okay, yeah. Um, but, but, okay, I also want to say this real quick. Um, Fulham. Fulham... Their fans are protesting because their tickets are fifty-five million, fifty-five pounds uh, for like the cheapest seats. And I don't know who's paying fifty-five pounds for a full-on match when yeah. you're second from bottom. So I, I actually agree with the fans there. I know earlier we gave Germany fans, some German fans, some slack for for complaining about what thirty-five pound tickets to a Champions League match, but fifty-five pounds for a full-on match is yeah. worth <laughs> complaining about. So fair play to the full-on fans who are they're doing a protest. I believe this weekend. Um, Probably at the time of this podcast being recorded, there's some sort of protest going on. But yes, 538, what do they have us now? Uh, so they're having us projected at 43 points on the season. Uh, right now we're at 35. Um, so getting, they're, they're saying we're going to get eight points from the last seven games. I think everybody would take that. Um, so below us, they have Brighton, Southampton, Burnley, Cardiff, Fulham, and Huddersfield. Um, so that has us, what, in 17, 15th, 14th place. Um, for this match, I can't imagine the stats are going to be good. Yeah, so they have Arsenal, a 71% chance to win, a 19% chance to draw, and for Newcastle to win is 10%. I, I would that makes sense. Say yeah. that's, that's yeah, probably 2-1 line. loss, 2-0 loss from you. Yeah. I think we'll get a one-goal a one goal loss, and I think it's going to be another garbage-time goal. Um, okay. You know? Yeah, I think— Is I mean, this the match where Miguel Maroon scores? <laughs> it could be. could be. It, it's a better place to score than at Burnmouth. So yeah, it's true. It could be the first goal. Sure. No, it, it, honestly, this is a winnable, very winnable match for yeah. Newcastle. We're just not optimistic people. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, we're just not. I think we've been overly optimistic at times, and it's bitten us in the butt so many yeah. times that we're just like we get caught done up. with optimism. We get caught up, caught up in the in the form, which everyone does. But I think uh, the international break always humbles you. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Let's uh let's dive into some questions. Shall okay, we? let's dive into those questions. Um, so we asked you, our wonderful listeners, 
to ask us some questions, and you did. So the first question from Cuse Sports Trump. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, at Trump Cuse, he said, "How would you make Newcastle great again?" Oh, you gotta read it like Trump. How would you make Newcastle great again? We're gonna do it, folks. Oh yes. Okay. All right. Um, so how would you make Newcastle great again? Uh, it's pretty easy. Are you going to build a wall around Mike Ashley? <laughs> yeah, build a wall around <laughs> Mike Ashley. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the easiest thing to do is... Um, okay, the, I'll give you one realistic thing and one, like, obvious Trump answer. Thing. All right, no, no, okay, I'll answer. give you three. One, like, <laughs> what I want to happen. Yeah. What's actually, what actually Newcastle should do, and one Trump thing. So okay. what I want to happen is Mike Ashley sell the club. That's pretty straightforward. You're already you're done. That kind of fixes a ton of problems. Um, two, uh, resign Roth. That's pretty obvious. So that's the <laughs> yeah. that's the actual thing Newcastle should do. And three, um, what we should do is ban all 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 fat businessmen over the the weight of two hundred pounds from uh, entering the premises or being a part of the club. Which okay, I mean Mike Ashley is banned. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it'll be a fat guy ban. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. There's rich people. Are- are skinny too. Yeah, they're skinny. Rich. <laughs> Bill Gates is skinny. Rich. Yeah. Like he'd be a great Arthur Perfect. Blank, skinny and rich. Perfect. Shout yeah. out Arthur Blank for selling uh, for for. Uh, hey, stay woke. Arthur Blank, three hundred million, three hundred million dollars just made for selling yeah. part of a uh, uh, part of the Atlanta Falcons. So interesting. Potential owner, <laughs> probably not, but still. I would I would make Newcastle great again by. Well, first I I would sign um, Lionel Messi. Okay. That would be the first thing. All right. Um, the second thing, I would um, build a wall around Sunderland. Build that wall. And the, the actual realistic thing is you have to sign Rafa. <laughs> yeah, look, that's honestly the easiest thing. <laughs> just let, like, convince Rafa to stay forever and let him just do his thing. Um, that would be ideal. The, the next thing from Trevor, the coat, the official greatest questionnaire and chn radio history Mm -hmm. trevor said it's spring break season and you two are going on a romantic getaway um where you're going to well where are you going and which two players are you choosing to take your spot on the pod while you're gone where are we going on a romantic getaway uh tenerife tenerife oh yeah and the people who are going to replace us any podcast obviously perez and jonas Gutierrez. Gutierrez, yeah. Gutierrez, yes. Um, yeah, let's let's I just want I want Sean Longstaff on the pod too. I also want Donald Trump on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Can we make it happen? Yeah. Let's uh if anyone knows Donald Trump personally, uh let's make it happen. Um Yeah. I'm, I'm, Good right. for the brand. <laughs> yeah. I mean we'll we'll definitely get we'll an increase well. in listens. Yeah. Uh, I feel like some of you guys would actually share the podcast in that situation. Um, so we got another one from Toon Army Las Vegas, and it's funny because I forgot about it, and I'm, I am Toon Army Las Vegas. Yeah. So. yeah. Good one, Greg. <laughs> um, so it's, it's more of a challenge question is, can you name the capital of every country in which our, our players... Are, that, na- are named for... Like, every... Co- okay, you, I'll just... Words, Okay, yeah, read the question. The que- I was like, why we have the question in front of us. What's the capital of every country that each Newcastle United player and players represented in international duty? The question didn't help. The but question- basically, all the players are from countries. 
Um, all the guys in international duty. So we'll go down the list and we'll try to figure out where they're from, like that the capital city of right. that country. The first one is Miguel Almiron. This is going to be really hard. Okay, <laughs> I, just, just just as people, if you cannot tell, if this is the first time you're listening, we are American. <laughs> and if you don't know anything about American education, American education is really bad at like, you know, educating Americans about like things that happen abroad. So like. Country capitals is not something we ever learn because, like, this is America. That's not relevant to state us. State capitals, though, we got this. Yeah, we got the <laughs> state capitals. You want to know the capital of Georgia? It's Atlanta. Like, yeah. that was actually really easy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so on and so forth. So this is going to be really bad. So Paraguay, the capital of Paraguay. Uh, this is bad. I don't know a city in Paraguay. Yeah, I actually don't know a city <laughs> in Paraguay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, pass. Um, well, we have to look this up. Uh Paraguay capital. All right, the ne- the next one, yeah, look, we'll look them uh, up. Uh, it's Asuncion. I feel like As- actually, As- Asuncion. I- I've heard of that city. Okay, but I, I mean, we're I, like, yeah, we suck at this. Okay. O- Oyster McKenty, Ireland. Okay, uh, I'm going Dublin. It's gotta be right. Yeah, I'm sure it's Dublin. Um, maybe it's <laughs> Belfast, but I'm pretty sure it's Ireland. No, that's Northern Ireland. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ireland capital, and it is Dublin. Yes. All right, we got we're one, one for, for two. two. Okay. Uh, Fabian Chair, Switzerland. Oh, uh, is it Zurich or Bern? It could be Bern. Uh, Zurich, probably. You're gonna go Zurich. Final answer: Zurich. Yes, it's Bern. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Wow, we are bad. I'll say this. I've been to Switzerland. That's the most embarrassing <laughs> <So high>. <laughs> <laughs> We've been to Switzerland. Don't know the capital. Uh, all right. All right. Um, Mo Sangare, Liberia. Okay. Um, isn't Liberia the capital? Isn't Liberia the uh, the country that was formed by like a bunch of like people from America, like black people from America? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But... Um, I don't know a single city in Liberia. I don't, I don't know a city. In I actually don't even know where in Africa Liberia is. Is I, it, is it Western Africa? No, I don't think so. I think it's East. Northeastern but, Africa? Uh, I feel like it's Northern. I don't know. <laughs> I'm actually, we're going to, well, the, the capital is Monrovia. Monrovia, all right. Uh, and you were just wrong. It uh, is, it is Western Africa. I knew I was. Western Africa, right near Guinea and oh, Sierra Leone. And Cote d'Ivoire. Oh, got him. I'm dumb. Yeah, I, you are. It's okay. No, uh, I I said, like, I'm. if I pointed to the map. You would have pointed to pointed West Africa and said, said East, East Africa. Africa. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. All right. So then we have DeAndre Yedlin. Uh, USA. Um, <laughs> Washington, D.C. <laughs> I don't know about that. Pretty, pretty certain. Yeah. Washington, D.C. Still not a state. England. It, it's got to be London. <sighs> I would hope so. I'm pretty sure it's London. That's where the palace is. Yeah. But, everything's there. So... We're going to say that Freddie Woman is definitely in. Yeah, it's London. London. All right. All right. All right. So we have Christian Atsu. Ghana. Oh, Uh, I think I know this. Okay. It's Accra. Accra? Um, Accra. You've got me beat there. I don't know any city in Ghana. and Also in West... Southern Africa. It is. Um, I am black, so I feel bad that you <laughs> might know a city in Ghana more than me. And you actually got the, the yes, right answer. Yes, it is yes. a prop. Um, so you can have my black card. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. All right. Uh, Martin Dubravka from Slovakia. Okay. Well, I, I don't know a city in Slovakia. L, that's a fat L for us. Uh, <laughs> 
Um, let's see. Uh, Bratislava. Oh, okay. Uh, class, I've been there. It's gorgeous. You've been there? Oh, no. Okay. I've not. I, but I've heard they, of Bratislava. They've got a bridge. Oh, it's Tyne Bridge. Um, <laughs> and then we have Paul Dummett, Wales. Oh, gosh. I Is forgot Wales. I keep forgetting. Oh, you want a hint? I, I think it's... I was going to say Cardiff or Swansea. You're right. It's Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah, right. I was going to say it's a Premier League team. Yeah. yeah. Not for long. <laughs> I, I know three cities that I can pronounce in Wales. Um, and it's because the ones, it's the only three cities with not like 17 L's in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, Wales, Wales is language. a strange place. Uh, Solomon Rondon, Venezuela. Oh, man. Okay. I feel like at a point in time, I knew the capital of Venezuela. But that point in time is not this, now. This could be... Very dumb, but is Caracas? It might be. Is you know, Caracas in Venezuela? I mean, let's see. If I throw this one out randomly, I'm, I'm going to impress myself. Yeah, it is in Venezuela. Is so it the that, capital? All right. We're going to find out. It is. Ooh! What is up? I need the Latino card too, please. Thank you very oh, much. okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, um, but yeah. Elias Sorensen, Denmark. That's the final one. Uh and Copenhagen is my guess. Okay, Copenhagen, gorgeous city, a lot of fish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just took my word for that. <laughs> Reminds me with, about Seattle. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, Copenhagen is just Seattle, just like in Europe, though. Like, yeah. legit. Probably. I think Copenhagen's been. got more. They've got one. Uh, fun fact about Copenhagen. They've got <laughs> Noma, the world's number one restaurant in Copenhagen. Oh. So, there you go. That's uh, it, me listening to Dave Chang. That's, that's all that is. Capital. It is. Yes. Um, all right. Okay, so we wait. did pretty good. Uh, one last segment for you. Yeah. BS meter. Okay. On some uh, transfer rumors. So We're doing the BS meter, guys. All right. So uh, this is a new segment that we're just pulling up because um, as like I, you guys don't know this, but Greg and I talk before every podcast for like 20, 30 minutes <laughs> about like what we're going to talk about and mostly just nothing. Yeah. Like I got here at 10 and we, 10, 10, 10, 15. Yeah. We, st- we didn't start recording until like 11, 15. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and there was nothing that was preventing us from recording. Yeah. And this. as you can tell, not a lot of club news, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, we typically think about like, Hey, all right. So there's this transfer rumor. Should we mention it? And Greg's been very against mentioning transfer rumors for a good reason. They usually never pan out, but we have to still report on them. So we're going to do it in a new way. A uh, new segment, the BS meter, um, and that can you can just interpret that the way you want. Yeah, um, it could be like the amount of of poop. It could be <laughs> like whether or not you think it's BS, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. But for now, we're gonna have a we're throwing a couple of trans rumors out there. Uh, the first one is Nahitan Nandez, uh, who's the Uruguayan footballer who plays for Boca Juniors, a five seven central attacking mid, CDM uh, central mid, and right mid. Uh, 23 years old, uh, made uh, started all but one match for Uruguay in the World Cup. Newcastle are reportedly scouting him. He plays for Boca Juniors. Um, apparently going to make an offer for him. Huh. My BS meter. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a meter for this. Okay. And But it's going to be in... Uh, how, how should I do this? I, I think I should relate it to something. This is this is a live look into how our brains work. Yeah. All right. My B, my BS meter is uh, it, it's ringing. It's pretty high on this one. Okay. You're calling uh, a high high amount of BS on this. Yeah. One. We're talking like porter potty level BS. Yeah. I think the level. Yeah. So the BS meter is the guys that clean porter potties. Okay. Like it's disgusting. 
Okay, so this is you it's think not gonna happen. this is not going to happen. No. Um, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Baby diaper that exploded. I think <laughs> that it's it could happen. I don't. Um, know. The only rate. The only reason I say it could happen is because I fully believe we're going to sell um, the likes of Jojo Shelby, um, Isaac Hayden, and Mo Diame in Ooh. in the summer window, and you're going to have to find replacements. And I think that if this is a guy who. Um, we're linked to, and he plays for a South American club. One, uh, the price won't be as inflated as if we're buying from another European yeah, country. For like seven mil. Um, I don't think it'll be as low as seven mil, but there'll be a lot of like random. It, it's a it's a Mike Ashley type deal. If you look at like the Neymar transfer um, from, jeez, uh, now I'm forgetting the name of the club, uh, Santos to to Barcelona. There was like a sticker price, and there was a bunch of like under the table fees, and that seems like a kind of. Newcastle kind of deal where it's like, okay, we can pull some money from other places and pay certain people off, pay yeah. certain agents off. Um, so I think it's it's possible. I don't okay. think it's likely, um, but it's possible. You know, every once in a while we have a newborn, they explode poop in their diaper, like, <laughs> and it gets all over you. Like that happens every once in a while. It's not common. Um, here's the other one. Uh, there's a striker from Atlanta. Uh, Duvon Zapata, uh, 27 years old, uh, linked to Newcastle and West Ham. The reported price is 40 million pounds, which, if you remember correctly, around the same price we paid for Joel Linton, who haven't heard of his name recently. So explosive diarrhea, explosive diarrhea on that one. Is, is my uh, uh, yeah, so uh, Joel Linton, of course, that was 22, 23 year old Brazilian, uh, somewhere in that age range. He's, yeah, but this guy's 27. He's a strike for Atalanta, Colombian, uh, plays for the national team as well. It's just not happening. <laughs> uh, and there's a lot of reasons I don't think this is happening. Uh, the first, the price tag. I don't think Newcastle's going to pay that much. Um, two, he's 27, and we won't sign the 27-year-old striker who's actually performing well <laughs> for Newcastle. It's an integral part of our team. Uh, so I think that this is high-level BS. We're talking uh, like you take a horse, you take a cow, and you feed them laxatives. Mm. That's how much BS mm. this is. I like that. Yeah. This has actually just turned into a poop joke segment. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, I'm not opposed to. We could call the segment Smelly Poop. Smelly Poop. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on this uh, Duvon Zapata? Uh, I, yeah, I just like if I think we're going to get him or the player. Do you think you're going to get him? No. No, no. No way. I also think the player's a little bit overrated. Okay, yeah. I I honestly, I can't. I don't know much about him at all. Actually, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think he scored 22 goals um, in Syria for Zip, Zip, for uh, Atalanta. Atalanta, yeah. And that's all I know about him. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to say there's there's pl- I think the best Syria players work in any leagues, but like when you got guys in Serie A you haven't necessarily heard of, then it's like they tend to not do well outside of Serie A because so much of Serie A is focused on tactics. It's like you're able to get the best out of that player because you know how to use him the best. And it's like if you're just buying a player and you don't have, you know, the the tactical mindset of a Serie A manager, then, you know, you may not get the player you thought you were going to get. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's something to, to keep an eye on. But yeah, that's a new segment. We'll throw that in at some points. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Or relate sure. to a player. If we can get a couple of players out, we'll throw it in. Oh, there's yeah. going to be a whole BS episode in the summer. Yeah. That's going to be gross. <laughs> It'll be stinky. Uh, but yeah, that, that's all we got today. Yeah, I think. that's uh, it. We're that... not, we don't think we're going to beat Arsenal. That's what you've learned from this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, thanks for sticking around, everybody. That concludes episode 5-1 of CHN Radio. Uh, please give us a follow, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. It really makes us happy, and I hope you guys would like to make us happy. And it makes SB Nation happy, so please continue to do so. Thanks for your support, and boy, the lads. The lasses lost the crinolines and the bales that hide their faces. I got two black eyes and a broken nose and gammon to bleed and raises. Oh, my God.